Welcome to HSBC Global Viewpoint, the podcast series that brings together business leaders and industry experts to explore the latest global insights, trends, and opportunities. Make sure you're subscribed to stay up to date with new episodes. Thanks for listening, and now on to today's show. Welcome to the latest in our DigiTalks podcast series. We are featuring a variety of different topics that are currently trending in the digital world. And we now explore the funds regulatory landscape in Europe for digital assets. Introducing the topic is HSBC Security Services, Senior Product Manager for Global Trustee and Fiduciary Services, Very Sandman. Very, over to you. Thanks, Gabriella. Now, in our DigiTalks podcast series, we've previously explored digital regulatory developments in Germany. They have been an early adopter of legislation in the digital asset space. And this includes allowing professional-only Spezial funds to invest up to 20% in crypto assets, providing the necessary permissions and arrangements are in place, of course. We have also been seeing developing regulatory activity in other European jurisdictions, such as Luxembourg, Ireland, and the UK. This is around topics such as stable coins and cryptocurrencies, and some specific guidance for funds holding virtual or crypto assets. Now, I'm really delighted to be joined by some of my HSBC colleagues to discuss this further. Guillermo Manzoni, Head of Depository and Fiduciary Services Luxembourg, Richard Parker, Head of Trustee and Fiduciary Services UK, and to give us a picture for both Ireland and the EU, Mark Sinnott, Head of Trustee and Fiduciary Services Europe. Thank you all very much for joining me today. Thanks for having us, Barry. Thank you. Now, coming first uh, to you, Guillermo, and looking at Luxembourg, the Lux regulator, the CSSF, issued guidance on virtual assets published in November 21. And this includes specific FAQs, which they are regularly updating for credit institutions and for UCI's undertakings for collective investment, which for ease I will refer to as funds. So Guillermo, what is the CSSF's stance in general on virtual assets or crypto? And is this guidance an important development for the industry? Thank you, Vari. Firstly, it's positive that uh, the regulator is providing clarity around the virtual assets, which is important as the sector and products are evolving so rapidly, which has led to questions from the industry as to how existing regulation is to be applied to these assets. In this respect, the CSSF has stated that they embrace challenge of virtual assets and are committed to an open, technology-neutral and prudent risk-based regulatory approach. In particular, Entities involving themselves in virtual assets need to do due diligence, have sound internal governance arrangements, have risk strategy with defined risk appetite, must observe regulatory developments and proactively engage with the regulator. Now, while many virtual assets are not covered by the existing legislation, the CSSF expects an effective investor protection framework in credit institutions facilitating virtual assets investments. Of course, these protections will be included in MICA, the European Regulation in Marketing Crypto Assets, that will regulate certain virtual assets, which until now have fallen outside the scope of existing legislation, introducing a single licensing regime for virtual asset service providers. 
Thanks, Guillermo. And what is the CSSF's stance on funds investing in crypto? Still cautious approach for UCITs and uh, UCIs addressing retail investors, given risks including high price volatility, liquidity, and technology counterparty custody risks. These funds are not allowed to invest directly or indirectly in virtual assets, which do not meet the definition of financial instruments. Only AIFS marketed to professional investors may have direct and indirect investment in crypto assets, providing appropriate authorizations are in place. Where an authorized AIFM intends to manage an AIF investing in virtual assets, the CSSF will need to approve this new investment strategy with the business case presented in advance and for certain activities, registration service as virtual assets a service provider, so-called VASP, is also required. The depository of such a fund would need to be mandated to act for funds investing directly in virtual assets with notification to the CSSF in advance and may need to register as a VASP in certain uh, circumstances. A business case would need to be presented to the CSSF in advance and the depository would need to have appropriate organizational arrangements and operating models in place considering the specific risks relating to safekeeping of virtual assets. This may include appointing a specialized VASP to provide a custodian wallet type of service if this is not provided by the depository itself. Thanks for explaining that position, Guillermo, and it does sound like we have a clear stance there in Luxembourg. And Mark, whilst we have previously mentioned Germany as being ahead of the curve in terms of digital legislation, what has this specific guidance for Lux meant for other EU countries? So have we seen a position similar to this come out in Ireland, for example? Thanks, Barry. Um, yes, we have. I think it's fair to say that all regulators across Europe are looking at crypto assets. I think more and more crypto assets are streaming into public consciousness, whether it be the media documenting the rise and maybe the fall of Bitcoin, given what's happened over recent months, or firms who you will see splashed across um, TVs where they sponsor Formula One. So it's definitely very much to the forefront. Um, in Ireland, Central Bank have approved in principle a quaif which is for professional investors only and that enables um that particular regulated product to get exposure to crypto um also as well the central bank along with all other regulators has been very vocal in warning consumers retail investors of the risks of crypto um, and then irish funds have also as well issued a paper on crypto assets earlier on this year where they've looked at the opportunities the risks and potential ways in which funds could be launched under regulated products which would be um, for the benefit of retail investors. I think currently at the moment, there's a dichotomy between um, what's available for professional investors and what's available for retail investors. And back to my point earlier on about crypto being part of the public consciousness more and more, it is possible for retail investors to get access to crypto assets, um, but there's no real protection for them in those assets as you would get on a regulated fund. Thanks, Mark. There's some really valid points there and some really interesting developments coming out of Ireland. And as we mentioned, we've got MICA, the Markets and Crypto Assets Regulation in the pipeline for the EU, uh, with provisional agreement for this reached in June 22 and an expectation for this to enter in, into force in 2024. How does what we've discussed so far link into MICA, Mark? Um, I think 
Um, so far, you've got um, local national regulators who have obviously pining based on their own views of what's happening in the market. You've mentioned Germany, Guglielmo has uh, spoken about Luxembourg. But I think Mika is really important um, because while um, regulation has its good points, and some of us will say regulation will have its bad points, I think in this case it's really important, particularly for retail investors, to have an EU-wide regulatory framework that will sort or seek to give structure to the market. It will also as well look at what licensing requirements will be required for service providers. What are the expectations of the liabilities that will be um, expected of those service providers, which I think is really important as the market develops and as it moves into potentially having products for retail investors. I think also as well, the last point I would make is that the crypto asset environment and market is evolving so quickly. It's very, very volatile. And I think what we know today is being, or how we understand crypto today, it won't be like that tomorrow and in the next coming months. So I think all regulators will be trying to keep a pace with what's happening in the market and also trying to ensure that the regulation evolves to keep pace. Thank you, Mark, for obviously be keeping a close eye when the final rules are published for that. And coming to you now, Richard, obviously the UK will not be captured by MICA. And with that in mind, what have we been seeing in terms of developments in the UK for crypto legislation and specifically guidance for funds? Yeah, thanks, Vari. The Financial Conduct Authority has already prohibited the sale of certain investment products, such as derivatives and exchange-traded notes, with underlying crypto assets to retail investors. So that's pretty clear. Similar to the position that Mark was outlining for the central bank, the FCA has also issued warnings to retail investors about investing in crypto assets and also in regard to advertising. The UK, as a result, has been developing its regulatory framework for crypto assets through guidance issued by the FCA. And we've interestingly seen consultations in 2021 and 2022, which have focused primarily on stable coins. Further consultation is expected on the regulation of exchange tokens such as Bitcoin. But the FCA has also recently conducted a crypto sprint where industry views were sought around the current market and the design of an appropriate regulatory regime, including the custody regulatory framework. We envisage the next steps will be for work streams to be set up in order to consider crypto standards and requirements for other areas, including ESG and ops resilience. In terms of funds in the UK, there has not um, as yet been any specific guidance in terms of funds investing in crypto assets. Authorised funds need to meet existing FCA core handbook requirements in terms of eligible assets. And it is unlikely that USIP funds will be able to invest in crypto assets or in derivative or crypto. They may be able to invest in shares of companies suspecting crypto space, providing, of course, that they meet transferable security requirements and the fund objectives and policies. Thanks for explaining that, Rich. And it does seem the UK will be not too far behind the EU in terms of its uh, regulatory framework. Guillermo, Mark and Richard, thank you all so much for joining me today uh, to discuss local regulation and guidance around funds investing in crypto. It's been really fascinating to gain all your insights. We will, of course, continue to monitor the unfolding regulation closely. If clients do have any questions on this topic, please follow up with your HSBC representative. Back to you. Thank you, Gabriella. Thanks so much, Very Guillermo, Mark, and Richard. This has been really interesting for me as well. I would like to thank you for listening to this edition in our series of DigiTalks podcasts. We hope that you enjoyed learning more about digital asset regulation for funds. Stay tuned for more from our podcasts as we explore more trends in the coming weeks. 
Thank you for joining us at HSBC Global Viewpoint. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. Make sure you're subscribed to stay up to date with new episodes.